Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome, everybody, to our session this week of getting through this time authentically by taking the road less traveled. And this is such a treat for me. I'm going to assume that it's helpful to our listeners, but it is such a treat for me to just sit for this session each week, Allie, and connect with authenticity, with my authentic self, with my life purpose, with my vision, for my life, which is to guide leaders to their authentic self so they can really amplify their impact in the world. Yeah. And we were just talking before we started here about revitalization. And I think, you know, it was Einstein who said that halfway through the crisis is an opportunity. And I don't think we see the opportunity right at first. I think this is what you and I have always talked about is you have to brace the dark side and the, the pain and the grief and the shock and you go through all that emotion. But as you emerge from that, there is some tremendous opportunity to revitalize our businesses, our lives, and to what what I call uh, disrupt the patterns that are no longer working in our life. Yeah. So this is a very disruptive week that we're in the middle of. Um, Demonstrations, stances that people are taking, the love that's being expressed, the principles that people are standing for to say, we're not going to tolerate racism. And I'm just wondering, and and you're in the middle of pivoting your own business and revitalizing and, and 
probably what I would argue is revolutionizing the whole restaurant industry. And I'm just kind of wondering where you're at today and what, what authenticity is meaning to you in the midst of all of this. It's a very unsettled time in our world, but somehow or other, there's a, there's a, a still place within us that we can find a sense of revitalization and vision for a better future. What's your take on all that? I find it interesting that um, the world or (laughs) the universe, whatever you want to say, keeps throwing things at humanity right now. Um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what has transpired in the United States and, you know, this horrendous act of racism, I would call it murder. Um, and it's not the first time we've seen this. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about how lucky I am to be a white person and how I maybe don't understand completely. So it's been very eye-opening for me. Um, I'm not sure what the catalyst has been um, from this event to maybe past events that I've seen in my life, but something is shaking up inside of me and making me want to look inside myself um, and think about how I react or how I act or what my virtues are or what are some of the things that I have maybe thought or said in my life that aren't in line with the way that I truly want to be because um, I believe in love and you know that I believe that love is the answer and I believe that that's what gets us through but something like racism is has been deeply ingrained uh, in society and humans and different cultures for how long. Um, Yeah, and this is just really bringing me to a place where I really need to sit down and and really look and do some deep digging (laughs) and diving into myself and who I am as a person and really connect with who I truly, truly authentically want to be right now. Um, So I'm finding that very interesting. So it's awakening us, and I'll, I'll, I'll just relate it to us when I just say you and I, because I really don't know that I understand. Um, at coming from a privileged white world, I don't understand mm-hmm. the world of being prejudiced against, and I want to learn. But what you're saying is, make sure we don't just distract ourselves and deflect from the experience that we're having right now to pay attention to what's happening inside of us to pay attention to what we're reacting to maybe you want to tell that story about what's happening what's happened in the demonstration in edmonton because that's that's a very moving story yeah. i i'm not a person that dwells on the news um but i want to let the experience 
get inside of me. I want to pay attention. And then I want to not react from that place of emotion, but I want to recognize what are my choices. Once I stop and pay attention, there's a space between that experience and my choice. And I want to recognize that I've got a choice in there, that the action mm-hmm. that I take. But I was very impacted, particularly the way that you shared that story this morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll do my best <laughs> to, to reshare it. But um, I guess if anybody's interested, it's also on uh, my Rise to Life Facebook page. So you could go and actually watch the video. The video is in, incredibly powerful. Um, but essentially what happened is obviously, um, there have been protests and, uh, you know, all over the continent, um, working their way up to our city. And I believe it was on Friday night, there was a protest late at night on Jasper Ave and like 109th. And so they were protesting in the middle of the streets. Um, everybody that showed up for this rally and, Uh, essentially so the police had came in and barricaded everything off so they could uh protest safely um and at the end uh you know everybody's been kneeling uh for nine minutes in honor of george floyd and um at the end of that nine minutes uh the person who was in the front of the protest and probably leading it walked stood up and walked right up to uh, a white police officer and grabbed him and gave him a big hug And then it was just like hundreds of people flooding towards all of these police officers and hugging them. And I was just, I was moved to, I was sobbing. (laughs) I was moved to tears um, for so many reasons. Like I've really struggled with this story of what happened to this man because um, I just can't understand how, I can understand how one person is maybe really terrible, (laughs) innately horrible person and murders another person. I know that happens. I really struggle to understand how three other police officers stand there and don't at least try. Now, maybe they did and maybe I don't know that part of the story, but that's my version in my head of what happened. And so there's a lot of hatred towards the the force right now too, you know, like around Canada and the US and just the fact that this person would stand up in this act of love and solidarity and just walk up and hug this police officer, not knowing the ripple effect of that stone that he was dropping into that pond at that moment um, and inspiring all of those other people to just take off the armor and walk up and hug these police officers who really haven't done anything wrong. They were actually there to keep them safe, but there's this terrible stigma stigma around everything right now that it was just, it was so incredibly moving. I don't know if there's a better way to describe it than that. Um, I do think if you're listening, you should go watch the video because uh, if you're not moved to tears, I'd be very surprised. So two things come to mind as you shared that story. One is that you allowed it to impact you and open your heart, which brings you to a place of reclarifying, if you will, what do you stand for? What have you stood, what have I 
stood by and let happen in my life. Yeah. I still remember um, bullying. And I watched a girl get bullied. Um, I still, I was in elementary school. And I stood by. And I watched. Until one of the very popular kids in the school came by and he was probably six inches shorter than the bully. And he grabbed him by the shirt and threw him on the ground and said, this is inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the words, but he stopped the bullying. He stood up to the bully. And to this day, I can regret that I didn't do that. Yeah. I stood pat, I stood back. And so this is an opportunity to embrace what in the story that we're hearing today um, awakens us to a more authentic action in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I got from your story. The second thing I got from your story is let's be sure that in this day of social media and short sound bites on the news that we do not allow an, an, a despicable act of murder turn into a prejudice toward a group of people called police officers. Yeah. Because we can gather that same prejudicial, if you will, I don't know if what the right word is, I just made making that up, but we can adapt whenever we, whenever I label a group of people without understanding their world, I'm as guilty as any racist. Because what we don't see on the news is the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours of policing that get done very respectfully in this country. And I would argue south of the border. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's, that's the other piece that I want to hang on to from your story. And, uh, and, and the fact that this police officer was receptive to being hugged mm -hmm. speaks to me of my experience in working uh, with police officers throughout my work. So that's a long response to your story, but I would love to know what your response is to my response. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm having this thought in my mind, like, why so your daughter is going to do this so why would somebody want to become a police officer and you know you can come to a bunch of conclusions or assumptions and put your best assumption forward with that but then you could also ask yourself why would somebody stand at the center of a rally and a protest like that and you could probably almost put the same best assumption forward and when we can remove the anger and the hate and 
try to work through the things that happen in this world that just really tear us down and not beget hate with hate, um, that's when real change happens, you know? And that video is just one example of real change in a moment, in a, fl a flash in the pan. But that meant so much to those officers. That meant so much to everybody in that rally. That meant so much to me to see it. I was like, why wasn't I there? <laughs> like, I, these things are important to me. It's pretty uh, remarkable when you can wrap your mind around how we <laughs> maybe all essentially want the same thing at the end of the day. When you say these things are important, it's kind of self-evident, but would you articulate what, is, what, is, what are these things and why is it important? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna frame this back to having a voice. I think it's important to not allow the world to dictate what our moral compass should be. We should be so connected to who we are or we need to do our best to be. I need to do my best to be so connected to who I am authentically that there's no question in my mind of what the right or wrong thing to do is. And I can act accordingly. And that's why these things are important. It's a reminder of our inherent right and freedom as human beings. And racism puts a hold on that. Hmm. And it's so unfair. I get a little emotional about it. <laughs> so I, you know me, I'm like this crazy learner. I'm like, oh, I don't, like, I don't know enough. So I start learning. So this week I started listening to a book about racism and it's like the history. And, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat embarrassed to say that I, there was a, there, I'm learning a lot of things that I didn't know. And it's completely changing uh, the way I see how this has been shaped in the world and building a whole new side and case of empathy in my heart, which I think I already, I like, I already had a fairly decent one, but it's just creating an even stronger impact inside of me. So focusing on myself is probably the most important and crucial thing I can do for myself right now as a leader and as a human being and even for the world. Because once I learn, I can share. And, and that's what I do. <laughs> you know, I love teaching. I love sharing. I love coaching. It's like my thing. <laughs> so, um, but this is an education I didn't think I was in for. And I'm just being, I'm being moved by it. So from an authentic leadership perspective, which is what you and I do. We do these online programs for authentic leaders and we help people connect with their authentic self so they can be better leaders. The application here is this was an uncomfortable situation for you and I this week and you, you looked the dragon in the eye and you let it impact you. You let it affect you and you learned about it. And you deepened the principles that you stand for, 
that you will not compromise. And this is fundamental to authentic leadership. It's also very different than sitting in front of the television in CNN or Fox News and or in the social media and letting the images over and over and over and and um, marinating it in it for want of a better word, and it's actually which would actually defend you or protect you from doing the work that you just engaged in. Hey, I'm going to learn about racism. I'm going to face this in myself. I'm going to find out what I stand for so that I will live a principle-centered life, which is fundamental to the work that we do with leaders. Yeah. And the reason why you can exercise leadership the way you do in your organization right now and why you stand apart is because those principles are explicit. You know what you stand for. You know that, that you are here to bring beauty into the world. You are here to love. And you don't, those are not values that are just written on a wall somewhere. No. In fact, I don't even know that it's even important because they're written in your heart and you live those and you will not allow yourself to not be impacted by unjust behavior. I mean, if, if you want to talk about my organization for a minute, like in Original Joe's, we have always, I've always preached diversity and inclusion. Like I've always been like, we, you know, we're not like every other restaurant with just the blonde pretty <laughs> server. You'll see that too, for sure. But we hire you based on who you are as a person and who who's at the heart of you. Um, and I've always been really proud of that. But this week has also highlighted for me that we have work to do. And we can talk about this more and we can, we need to be more open and we need to be, I don't know, that, that lighthouse, you know, for these kinds of things, because it's everything. Um, and how somebody's experience of this life is shaped, if it has to be shaped through racism, that just really hurts my heart. <laughs> it makes me really sad. And if there's one small piece that we can try to play in this world, inside our world, in our organization about this, we can, we can actively pay attention to it and talk about it and be open and take the armor off and understand what that looks like for us and how we navigate it. So uh, if any of my leaders are listening, it's coming. <laughs> we'll be opening the conversation. They love it when I do this to them. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's important. It's very important. It's important that we stay on this path. Yes. Keep in our lives. And I love this word lighthouse because the, the interesting thing is that as you face this and pay attention to it, recognize your choices, 
and be intentional about your actions, you actually brighten the light that you bring to the world. Yeah, we all have work to do. It's beautiful work too. This is only this is only making humanity better. And just to end this off, is there something that you want to say about how to embrace this? Like you didn't run away from it. You embraced it. Are there parameters around how you embrace it? I mean, that is going to be a conversation for a whole other day. But yes. you, you didn't do this alone. You embraced it. Are there some things? I think, can you just leave our listeners with like one or two really practical things about how you pay attention and actually embrace the experience that, you're, that you went up against this week and what the application is for mm. me? Well, first of all, I want to say my old beagle is uh, gacking behind me in case anybody's like, what's happening behind her <laughs> right now? He's always part of our podcast, Dave, just so you know, like he doesn't leave. So <laughs> you can hear it, but the listeners will hear it and they'll be like, what the heck is that? Um, now, how did I embrace this? Stillness. I ha so first I had to open my heart to what had happened and it took me a couple days because I'm not a news person. You're not really a news person. I knew something terrible had transpired and I was like, I don't know. And then I was out with my sister and my nephew and we were walking in this park to see the baby geese. Again, another massive privilege we have in our lives, right? Like this was awesome. And I walked past this garbage can to throw my water out and there is a sign on it, taped on it, that says black lives matter. And I turned to my sister and I was like, Oh, like what's going on? She's like, you don't know. And I was like, no, like I didn't understand the extent. So I left and I went home and I read the article and I sobbed. <laughs> and then I read it to my husband and I was like, you have to hear this. And then we both sobbed <laughs> and cried. And then I just let it settle in my heart. And I knew, I knew, it was going to come back up. And so a couple days later, I was on a call with one of my favorite GMs. <laughs> They're all my favorite, but one of my, one of my GMs and we were having a conversation and we were just having this really beautiful conversation. And at the end she said, I want to help, but I don't know how. And I said, I feel the exact same way. And how I feel is that I don't know enough to help. And that really triggered something in me. And so her and I had this beautiful conversation about how lucky we are. She's a white female too, and how privileged we've been and how we don't fully understand. And then, yeah, I really let that settle in stillness for a while. And I just think the world presents itself with the right things at the right time. And so the book I started reading, which I, I think I should say on the podcast because uh, it's incredible. It's called How to Be an Anti-Racist. Um, Brene Brown featured it. And so that was kind of how I got turned on to it. And it's incredible. And every hour I spend listening to this book, it's changing my perspective. And so how do I embrace it? It becomes a journey. That's what I said. Like I'm getting like this education and I'm on this journey that I didn't even realize was possible. And it's all about me right now. 
just all about learning and growing inside of myself and connecting to who I really, really want to be. And uh, I think that's how, I don't know if that totally answers your question, but I think that's how I'm embracing it. It's not a destination. It is really a method of travel. It's a way of being in the world. Yeah. Well, we wrestle with this and it's not always comfortable. No, but we I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> like I'm actually uncomfortable in this conversation because I don't want to say something uh, wrong or offensive or offend somebody um, because truly I'm trying to come from the right place in my heart. So I hope that I have come across that way today. Um, I was nervous about speaking out about this today and uh, I want to thank you for creating space to talk about it today too, because it's actually very important. And one of the things I really honor in you is that you don't shy away from the hard stuff. You well, teach me lessons every day. <laughs> that's my intention. I don't do it perfectly. And I share your nervousness. Uh, this is my biggest fear, is that I will inadvertently make a statement that will be perceived as not understanding somebody yeah. and judging somebody. And like you, that's not where my heart is. No. And we're all doing the best we can. We will continue on this lifelong journey Keep going. <laughs> That's all we can do. And if we make mistakes, we just need to own them. I don't know what else to do. I'll, I'll do my best to own my mistakes if I make them. So thank you. Thank you, Allie. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.